Sometimes in life you find yourself on the right side of the line, where the skies open up and cast a towering shadow, guarding you from the worst life has to offer. And then... That same sky rips away that warm blanket from your clutching arms and casts it into the night. Now, you are on the wrong side of the line. And that's why I'm here. To keep you in line. A line we call the Dry Line. Betty Rain. And I thought he was on vacation. Well, hey, this is the Dryland Farmer Podcast. This is episode 39 of the Dryland Farmer Podcast. We are so ecstatic that you're listening, so ecstatic that you're downloading this thing. I am your host, Britt Carlson, and with me as always is my good co-host, Landon Lantos. I got you a new microphone. That's right, Brent. No, just kidding. <laughs> don't you even. You don't you even. I went to Guitar Center and bought a new one. Of course, I'm using the new one, and you got mine, but... That's okay. It's still like I'm seeing colors I've never seen before. <laughs> That's right, man. It's like landing in HD, and let me tell you, folks, you don't want to be on this side of the radio because, oh, baby, what a side of colors. But nonetheless, we took the hint, and, man, I got a whole setup. We're down in the basement. I've even, I've even got all my downloads and all my recordings... Down at one computer now. Man, I am so stoked. I feel like freaking Howard Stern down here. But, uh, you know, we all can't feel that way. But nonetheless, here we are. And this week, let's go ahead and get into the topic, Landon. It's the Progressive Farmer Tour up there in the Midwest, up there in the Dakotas. And apparently they don't care about Texas Panhandle corn. Because if they did, man, that thing would be locked up the limit every day for seven days until they took the limits off. Well, this week, we're going to give a little advice to all those quote-unquote tourists up there counting pods and grabbing ears and grabbing other things and uh that th- we're, we decided they need a little advice on how to get this market a little bullish going into the fall harvest so stay tuned for that i've got 10 or 11 things that i just kind of wrote down and uh, we're going to discuss those and uh maybe hopefully the hashtag pf tour 18 will take heed of that while you're driving around from town to town and uh i noticed landon i noticed these folks are um they're using paper maps I mean, I didn't even think they made those things anymore. They they were all highlighting their routes all the way through Iowa and Indiana. And I'm like, I guess Google Maps doesn't work anymore. Of course, I guess if they're like you, they've got a flip phone where they can't pull up a map anyway. I'm pretty sure even my flip phone can do better than a paper map. Well, uh, yeah, it may be true. I mean, they both about light on fire about the same. So, But nonetheless, yeah, this week, advice to our pro- Progressive Farmer Tour 18 tourists and how they can make this. A most profitable bullish fall harvest. But we'll get into that in the second segment. First of all, we've got to get into it. I've been complaining about not getting rain for 10 months. Well, finally got it. If you count an inch and a half in two days, a big rain. And Landon, go ahead and give us uh, go ahead and give you your fish story and how much you got. I had a little bit over five inches. but That's also, what she said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also... Also had some hell, got beat up a little bit, but I think everything's going to be okay. And that's going to pay out like gangbusters. You get that insurance guy out there, and then you get on top of the harvest man sheet. You're going to have a record year. Yeah, we'll see about that. Well, that's all. If you're you're not doing it right, if you're not playing it that way, you get that freaking insurance guy out there because I know you got it insured out to the max. 
Well, apparently not, but I hope he does. Well, yeah. Before we go any further, too, we want to tell you where everybody's downloading this thing, and this is your first time out there. It's iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and you're going to follow us, and where most of you follow, that's at Trader Brent. That's the uh, link and the handle you're going to find where this thing's going to drop every Wednesday morning. At Trader Brent, that's mine, and Landon's going to retweet it at... No Twit Landon 44. Very nice, very nice. No Twit Landon 44. So, yeah... Had a nice little inch and a half. We started turning off sprinklers the last couple days, and we still got some going. We just went ahead and left the ones going, and we're going to make our final two passes and call it a year and uh, probably harvest in about, I don't know. My dad, my dad sent a text last week, said, get truck out of Hayfield, harvesting in four weeks. Need to fix bumper. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I mean, no punctuation. It was all just right on sentences, which is bad enough until my wife, was at a uh, <laughs> she was at a team building thing for her school. She's going to be the elementary librarian or a kid's school this year. But anyway, they went up to Amarillo and had a team building exercise. And apparently, uh, well, I don't want to spoil it. I'll start with this. So I get a text from her. She goes, "What does our Affleck coverage co- uh What does our Affleck insurance cover? Does it cover amb- Affleck? <laughs> does it cover? Damn it! You're messing up my timing. I'm stuttering enough as it is." <laughs> Does it cover ambulance uh, ambulance rides? I'm like, why? <laughs> and I, I guess it didn't strike her fancy or your dawn on her that that might have been a, a dangerous text to ask somebody. I'm like, damn, you think she'd at least call me if she was on her way to the hospital in an ambulance? But at the same time, I put it together. I'm like, well, if she's texting from the ambulance. You know, it may not be that bad, but. Yeah, so guys, the punctuation is pretty important in that in that texting. So if you're a wife and you're texting your husband about an insurance policy, be sure and go ahead and put in the line why you're asking that question, and not leave it up to the uh, not leave it up to the recipient to kind of decipher that message. Because one time she was driving back to college when we were still dating, and I were talking and jibber jabbered, and all of a sudden I hear a ah, and the phone went dead. Anyway, I don't know if a fly got in her tea or beer or what, but it kind of freaked me out. So I kept calling her back, and she wouldn't answer. So I was a bit ready to go send the cops after her, at least ice. Three days later. Three days, yeah. Three days later, I found out where she was. She was in some honky-tonk in West Texas, Midland, Texas. But no, so anyway, she called me back. She said, oh, I dropped my phone or something. But anyway, we're, we're, still, we're still working on my wife's a uh, good old... Uh, phone skills but nonetheless um i don't even know where we went with that but yeah lanny like i said lanny got a new mic so i finally decided i didn't want him sounding like he's giving a report from the inside of michael corleone's trunk so you know that way joe pesci and robert de niro didn't you know go out with red light red light effects and start stabbing him in the rib cage brent you were mentioning something about you had a kick-ass golf outing dude you don't even want to know i freaking you're even lucky i showed up tonight that's how good i played on sunday I freaking lot of for some reason I didn't think you could release your wrists while you're doing a golf swing, and I've only been playing golf for like let's say one of my thirties. Glad you said golf swing. Yes, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Blanking stories, even in high school, all the way up to your late thirties, they're still funny. I guess every time. Anyway, I I found this magic move, and I am two under through twelve or through eleven holes, finish out two over on the round. Career day by two strokes. Now, that may not impress some of you, but some of you sons of bitches that are out there, I tell you what, you cannot handle any mistakes. I was two under on the front, and I par 10, 11, and then I bogey, par, par. No, I go bogey, bogey, par, par, bogey. Anyway, whatever the case is, I was two over. 
And, uh, man, I, you talk about feeling like freaking Tiger Woods. I was about to tear my shirt off, you know, like, I don't know, like Bobby Boucher does at the end of Waterboy. But, uh, man, it was a freaking awesome. It's just too bad the last three tournaments I've played in, I, I did play like Bobby Boucher or at least that. Who's What's the name of the guy? Uncle Fran? Farmer Fran? You know, the dude with, oh, the, yeah. with the nip rings? sling <laughs> blade. Sorry, man. I'm thinking about Brandy Chastain pulling her shirt off. <laughs> oh, it wasn't near that pretty. <laughs> so were you playing the Hereford Golf Club? I was. I was actually in Hereford slash Augusta National, man. It was lit. It was nice, about 79 degrees. It's kind of... And that was another whole story we could probably get into another deal. But we've had a smoky haze in the Texas Panhandle, especially in the southwest Texas Panhandle, for the last two days from all the way, I guess it's all the way from California, Oregon, Washington State, I think even Canada has sent some of their wildfire smokes down here because we had uh, some, uh, they call it northwesterly flow aloft, but we actually had wind that came in from the northwest. Maybe that's what they mean. But it's been a smoky haze. I mean, it was like L.A. without... It was like it was like L.A. without the Botox and the transvestites. It was, uh, you know, we had a haze. You could still breathe pretty well. I mean, you know, it didn't really knock out the scent of the feed yards and dairies, nonetheless. You know, we didn't have to really worry about that. But you could actually smell a, a, a tinge of smoke in the air coming from the west coast and up there in our good neighbors to the north. So hopefully those guys get those fires out and it starts snowing here pretty good because, man, I can't imagine that's hell on earth. But yeah, so uh, it was a nice day out on the golf course, Landon. I wish you could have seen it. I wish everybody could have seen it because not only did I have a career low round, I beat the piss out of my brother, even though he, he shot a 78 with a double and a triple. So he really, other than two holes, he had a great day. So I know everybody tunes in to listen to my golf game, but, you know, it's just one of those things you got to brag about if you played golf long enough and you finally figure something out. Of course, I'm sure I'll never do it again. I'm sure I won't break 80 for another two years after, you know, that's the golf gods do it to me. So... Uh, yeah, we got all that. We got all that out of the way. Lennon, do you have any uh, career golf rounds, or uh, did your baby crap on you or anything this week? She peed on me. It was pretty fun. Yeah, that's a bonus. That's the bonus thing about, I didn't think her girls could do that, because, I mean, boys, they got that pressure gun, and I mean, freaking, they can let it rip, but. Yeah, boys have a penis and girls have a penis. No, but uh, it's like a little... Well, I mean, not not so much that you notice anymore, Lance. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's a... It's Did like, you just assume my gender? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... The Adam's apple kind of gave it away. According to some people, we're supposed to get our babies permission to change their diapers. Oh, but anyway, geez. I figured when my little kid dumps her ass, it's time to... She's given permission. Anyway, it's a nine-foot <laughs> nine walk from the changing room to the bathtub and, like... This is like the fifth or sixth time she's just just peed all over me. <laughs> it's warm, but it's it's, it's see it's that's called for. That's where you went wrong, Landon. See, in our bath, we just had the we didn't have a changing table. We just had the counter in one of the bathrooms. And if they ever like had a freaking foul up or whatever, it just like the edge of the counter dropped off into the tub. So I just got like a big like that sorting stick on the conveyor belt at the shopping you know at Walmart, <laughs> yeah. and I just push them over into the tank into the tank. I wish it was a tank into the bathtub and just drop them in there and they just start, you know, f- you know, <laughs> trolling around in their own filth down there. So it wasn't a walk at all. I just kind of pushed them over to the side. <laughs> but yeah, I- <laughs> you start bathing kids, you 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 remember pretty quick why you take showers now. That's right. Yeah, wash your hands. Yeah. And uh actually Red Ricardo's going to talk a little bit about washing hands, so in his uh, weather report, believe it or not. But he's actually out on vacation. But that's going to get us into uh, this next break. And uh, we're going to have Radar Ricardo. Like I said, he's uh, doing a report from the road because we don't do paid vacations down here, as Landon has found out. And uh, our sponsor this week, it's another topical sponsor, Fruit Roundups. You've heard of Fruit Roll-Ups. 
Well, this company is a no-holds-barred, they don't give a damn what you think. They put Roundup on their fruit products on purpose. So we'll get into that sponsor, and they're one hell of a sponsor. I think they're going to come out with 2,4-D tacos next week. So um, look forward to that and Randall Ricardo's report, and then we'll have your bullish ways to get the market going on the Progressive Farmer Tour 18 right after this. From the makers of We're Trying to Kill You. Yes, from your favorite manufacturer of your favorite foods, We're Trying to Kill You brings you Fruit Roundups. Yes, you're used to those fruit roll-ups that your kids love so much, but now you're scared to feed them anything that's got anything other than purely organic food in it. Well, we are your chemical alternative to all those dangerous and life-threatening organic foods being put out on the market today. Fruit Roundups, made with 100% glyphosate, no additives, no surfactants, and absolutely no nutritional value at all will be found in this Fruit Roundup, a new innovative snack that you can take on your Progressive Crop Tour 2018 when you're walking the fields and you see those fields that, well, maybe they've got a good yield, but maybe they don't. We only go to the fields that don't have a good yield because Baby wants a new pair of shoes for the Christmas time. That's right. Well, Fruit Roundup will get you through that long and tedious touring season. Well, it's really only, what, like five or six days, but from We're Trying to Kill You, Fruit Roundups will satisfy that taste. This is better than any sticker bar, any dangerous and lethal granola bar that the market tries to put out to you. Those mom and pop stands, those farmer's markets where they say it's completely BT free, non-GMO. Well, this is GMO to the max. We put the B in BT. That's badass T. Yes, not all natural. It's This is completely unnatural food. That's why it tastes so good. Coming in one color, you guessed it, glyphosate gold. Fruit Roundups, brought to you by, we're trying to kill you. We really are. Ha ha ha. Back to you, Radar Ricardo. Hey, this is Radar Ricardo, a dinner city old, bringing your Australian Pop Rock Podcast weather update. Well, hey, hey, Brent, hey, I know you always said, man, you never do a paid vacation for me, so that's why I'm phoning this one in, Bato. Uh, I'm down here in Jamaica, Bato, which is really surprising because, you know, listen to that. Man, that's the same music. It's amazing they got that same music in Jamaica as I do, as you know, in, in my uh, studio, you know, where I do the thing. But hey, Bato, hey, really, really great to hear from you. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that you got an inch. What you get, like an inch and a half, man, Bato. That's the biggest rain you've had in like years. It seems like. But hey, that's why I took a vacation because you know I can't top that. What am I? I can't top. What are you gonna get, like two inches? Yeah, right, Bato. So that's why I decided to take my vacation now and phone it in. And it's like, hey, and, oh yeah, oh, I'm getting a rub down, Bato, right now, and it's just, oh yeah. Senorita Ocha, hey baby, Isquiera, man, no, no, no matter, back, back, hey, Doreja, hey, what you say, hey, what the, hey, hey, damn, Picha Diego, get your Picha Manuels off of me, Bato, I know you don't watch those things, man, I seen you working at Takiera, Jalisco, man, Bato, you need, you went in the bathroom, and you always laugh at that sign that says empleados, you know, llamarse sus manos, you know, antes de, you know, trabajo or something, Bato, and I know you don't even read Spanish, I mean, I know you talk it, but, hey, 
I digress, but though, we're here to talk about weather. And this week, we're not even giving you the weather for your, you know, the Texas Panhandle, man. This is for the Pro Farmer Tour, but though, and I pulled up the Des Moines, I guess. I don't know. That's the closest one I can find down here in Jamaica. They don't have very good about internet, but though. Hey, Des Moines, Iowa, for the next five days, 79. 75, 86, oh, it's gonna get a little warmer, about though, 91, 91. So, hey, all you those and chicas out there, all canning those pizza, eat your ears of corn in the pod. Ah, that's what she said, about though, that's the pod. Hey, this week's Dried Up Harbor Podcast brought to you by Fruit Roundups, where we put Roundup on purpose on our fruit. And we're not talking about our people this time, about though, this is our snacks. This is Radar Ricardo, and then Asterio. Back to you. Well, thanks again, Ricardo. I'm glad you're having a good time. I'm just, and I'm also glad you're not expecting a paid vacation on that thing. So, hey, you sounded good. Hopefully, Diego will get his filthy mitts off of you. But, uh, you know, that's some of the things you got to deal with going on with family on vacation. So, uh, here we go. It's time for getting a bullish report from the Pro Farmer Crop Tour. Here we go. All right, everybody, this is for you, tourists of the Progressive Farmer Crop Tour 2018. I want all of y'all, when you're mooning each other, going down the whatever interstate y'all have in Iowa and Indiana and Illinois and all those I states and this and that, I want y'all to tell everybody, put a sign in your window that says, download the uh, Dryline Farmer Podcast. Even though the host can't even say the name of his own podcast correctly, at least y'all can put it on the sign, right? Well, because this is just for you and, well, pretty much everybody else is listening, but mainly for you tourists. And, uh, you know, lately we've been hearing about the farm bill and the cost of it, and a lot of farmers get a whole lot of bad flack for uh, getting subsidies or getting getting a whole lot of bailouts and everything and uh, because of low prices and overproduction and everything. And, well, you know, most all of us farmers, we would just prefer having high prices and not – you know, getting any subsidies from the government and uh, not getting any reliance from, uh, you know, other sources and having to do all this and that. So we would like just to have a natural environment. We have high prices with good production or at least decent production. Well, this is our advice to these tourists going on the progressive farmer crop tour. And uh, we know y'all probably, I don't want to say y'all are, no, I'm not even going to say y'all are totally ethical. Y'all find the best sample sizes y'all can find, do a statistical analysis and tweet it out on your Twitter page. And then say if you, and you put it on Facebook and say, if you don't share this, then you hate God. So, uh, this is a, a good little set of, uh, I don't know, 10 or 11 tips of where we think people should be looking on this tour for counting their pods and their ears. Let's go. Starting with number one. We, we feel that here at the Drowned on Farmer podcast, you should really only be counting ears with at least two or more worms slash STD fungi sitting on the tip of the plant, or more more importantly, the tip of the ear. Because, I mean, let's be honest, everybody's got a worm in their goods somewhere. I mean, I don't care if you went to college for four or eight years, you're having some kind of thing on the tip of something. Right. I mean, can't you go to the part of the field where these guys have their sweet corn <laughs> yeah yeah i mean or you know i'll see a lot of these tourists they'll get an ear on a skip well like what is it doesn't it overcompensate for that skip uh hello you need to be counting doubles not skips because we all know what a double does to you but yeah those uh infected ears i mean that's more of a common cause anywhere i mean you're gonna find fungus on any ear you might as well count those ones in your statistical analysis i mean that's only really fair right landon yes that's only fair yeah 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 only fair number two only on sloped ground, because we know that there's not hardly a flat spot anywhere in the Midwest of America. So we feel that if it's not at least a 25% grade and you need four-wheel drive, low four-wheel drive to get up 
to the uh, sample size plot that you're going to count, we feel it's not should not be eligible for any type of uh, statistical analysis going into the pro farmer crop tour. It's yeah. just Texas Panhandle. We have nothing but flat ground, so that's probably why they don't come down here. Yeah, you need to have your most spry person go up first and help pull the others up with a rope. Yeah, or preferably somebody that requires a handicapped parking spot. That would be the best. I mean, they're going to get that, you know, low-hanging fruit. <laughs> so that's just terrible. But, uh, yeah, only on really high-grade uh, really high grade ground. Number three, only. And uh, Landon, if, you know, stop me if you heard us before. Only after a heavy lunch from a dicey-looking antifilet Indian kitchen located in the corner of any Casey's truck stop location next to Subway location, preferably Subway location number 9047. Because, believe it or not, we actually went to a Subway today, and I believe it, it was in Hereford, and I believe it was location like number 11,006. So, you know, they might, I'm thinking the Subway people might have a little... You know, they, they might be able to fight that whole uh, oversupply thing because there's like a billion of those places and they're still selling out like crazy. So, yeah, you know, and, and Antifa in itself, I mean, those are a bunch of douchebags to begin with, but you put them in front of any type of foreign delicacy place, and we've covered this already. And I mean, if you're getting that truck stop sushi, I mean, you're pretty much, if you go if you go straight from there to the field, chances are you're going to be trying to find the tallest corn you can find to squat behind because... I mean, you know, nobody's got a stomach made of steel unless you're, you know, south of, say, like Chihuahua or something. So, you know, but just put that in your pipe and uh, and smoke it along as you're going down those corridors of the of those foreign market roads up there in Iowa. Landon, why don't you take number four? Number four. <laughs> These maps are going to get dirty. <laughs> Make- They're going to be a little greasy spots. <laughs> yeah, this is where our problem started. Make sure there is no porter potty in sight after the lunch at the Antifa-led Indian kitchen in the corner of Casey's <laughs> truck stop location. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, really, if you really want to, you know, bond with nature and you really want to just get out there with the corn and the fertilizer and the soybeans and, uh, you know, I mean, you could tell a really good joke. So you have to go squat in the bean in the bean field and your pod bumped up to somebody else's pods in the field. I mean, I mean come on. That's comedy gold right there, Landon. Yeah. Check out this map. The skid mark started in Indiana and went all the way to Nebraska. <laughs> According to this map, we've only gone two inches. Mm. Yeah, that's a, maybe that's why they do have the paper maps, Landon. I never did think of that. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm sure they're not carrying around with the you know, Sam's Club, uh, you know, supply of a, you know, four plies going around all over the place. So during this crop tour, always be prepared, Brent. Yeah, always, always Boy Scout it. There's just, there's just something about always being prepared. Number five, you may only use prime numbers when counting your pods or your ears. <laughs> that, I mean, for some reason, in any alien movie, they always shoot up a whole bunch of prime numbers. Like that's going to demonstrate to the aliens that we're some genius species. Great, we have a whole bunch of numbers that can only be divided by themselves in one. Whoa, let's land there and see what kind of divide, you know, what kind of thing of a jiggies they got growing down on the planet. <laughs> I never did understood that. Like an Independence Day was like we shot up a whole bunch of prime numbers, and now we're gonna flash a whole bunch of stadium lights into the side of this into the side of this spaceship that's the size of Texas Stadium. <laughs> Seems like a logical explanation of a good alien to Earthling communications. Number six, you may only, only view the crops through a welding mask that has Rob Sharkey's face painted on it and with his shameless plug of a shark for a promo. You know we love you, Rob. We just had to get you in there. And, uh, you know, Landon, I already knocked off one of these uh, 
famous ag Twitter guys. Go ahead and get one of the queens of ag Twitter. Angie Setzer must be consulted on an hourly basis to confirm pod counts and ear numbers. If she doesn't answer her phone or DMs on her Twitter, a homeless-looking clown will be sent to her house to check <laughs> on her. The reason we put this in is because she will probably cut your tour short. Because not only will she kick you in the pot, she'll probably punch you in the ear if this happens. So this is just why we had to put good old Angie in there, because we know she's a common-sense gal with a great sense of humor. But, I mean, who's going who's gonna to like being And I think she's in the process of moving right now. So, you know, uh, Angie, you know we love you. But, you know, we had to fit you in here because you're just too great of a gal to not to. Number eight, and uh, this is another one of those mathematical statistical analysis things that you learn in the uh, second statistics there in Ag Eco class there in, uh, in your uh, college of choice. When counting length of kernels on an ear, you always must start from the number 27 and count down to zero instead of starting at zero and counting up to 42. Because we all know that's a that's a bogus way to count uh, kernels anyway, counting the length and the width and all that stuff. That's almost like it's... Like it's on purpose to be like a good count of uh, yields and everything. So you always have to start at the number that the highest number you think that, that ear is going to have. And you can only count once if you're wrong. Say you go from like 27 to 5. Well, you just have to subtract 27 minus 5, and it's only a 22 long by uh, what, 12 round up there in the Midwest? I don't know, Landon. What are yours? Yours are probably like 48 by 22. I don't think so this year, Brent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, have you even been out there to check? I know you were putting on hoses. Yeah, I've been all through it. Been all through it. Been all through the Milo. God, I was. We had dinner here a little earlier with my family. My dad was telling me about God when he was a kid. He's he's in his seventies now, but God, they had the cabless combine and they were cutting Milo with a cabless combine. He he was like fourteen at the time. He told his dad that he was not going to farm anymore if this was going to continue. <laughs> so he went and bought a his neighbor's combine that had a cab on it for $250. <laughs> he ended up taking the engine out of it and had to go get like a valve job in town. And he cut his first crop with it, with a cab. Of course the engine. And I mean, I don't know where I was. I'm glad I wasn't there in the forties and fifties, but who puts an engine underneath a steel cage with glass around it? And no, I mean, the air conditioning hadn't been invented yet. You don't think they could have put that engine on the back and that way they could exhaust all the heat away from the person instead of cooking him like a lobster in water that's still alive? Jeez, I would have been the I would I would like to think I'd have been the master inventor back then. I'm like, does anybody not I mean, I know everybody was poor, but was there not one guy walking around saying this is bullshit? <laughs> I mean, jeez, come on guys. I know it's not it wasn't the twenty first century then, but man, they they split the atom by that point. You'd think they'd have a combine with air conditioning on it, but I digress. Landed number, uh, I guess what number nine? Numero nueve. You may only mm-hmm. count the outside row of corn and the lowest row of beans in a field, particularly right next to a tile drain. Yeah, you know we don't really have tiles in uh, tile systems here in the Texas Panhandle. We have the opposite of that, and I don't know what the opposite is. I guess it's tailwater pits, but uh, yeah, we don't really have tile systems. We're trying to actually get the moisture away, <laughs> and even if we did, they would fill up with moths and coyotes and coons and badgers and all kinds of other varmints. <laughs> it's it's a hell of a place we live in down here. Brent, speaking of raccoons, I saw a video today. I guess raccoons wash their food before they eat it. And so these guys give this raccoon some cotton candy. <laughs> and it puts it in the water and it just disappears. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, man. You did the th- oh, it's a great time to be alive. <laughs> I bet that poor bastard was like, man, who is David Copperfield and what has yeah. he done with my food? Uh, That's good pretty stuff. good. Just disappeared, man. That is awesome. Okay. 
And our final one, number 11. Any tourist and every tourist, no tourist can be over the year uh, over the age of five years old, but must be over 90 pounds in weight. That's just a simple rule. That's a simple, uh, you must be this young, and you, but you must be this fat to ride the ride to be on this crop tour. Because we all know that fat little kids are going to almost take that corn for candy corn and just start gnawing on every ear they can find. <laughs> and don't even... <laughs> Oh my God! Look, Uncle! Look, Uncle Tim! It's a it's a field of candy corn and another field of milk duds right next to it. Oh, I'm in heaven! It's like the fat kid from Willy Wonka. Ah, <laughs> oh, don't worry, he can't drink it all. <laughs> well, landed. Any more comments on that? Or are we just gonna have to shut this thing down? When are we gonna start talking about the golden goose? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I want a golden goose now. All right, bitch, get out and start working. Oh, <laughs> uh, he finally got what he wanted. What's that, Grandpa? Maruka went first. <laughs> you heard her, Wonka. She wants golden goose. How much? <laughs> <laughs> she can't have them. All right, enough of quoting here. <laughs> Landon, hey, I mean, this is good. we're going to record this thing in like record time. Maybe it's because we were. Maybe this organization thing actually does work. I mean, I've got a desktop computer. I got two good microphones. We're in the basement. Got notes. My my everything. All the connections work. Man, this is. We might be in this for the long haul. We might actually make it to the launch of the Ag Global Network. Don't forget about that. It's going to be launching here in two or three weeks. We're sure uh, counting on it, hoping on it. And if not, we'll be patient. But until then, we're going to be patient for the next episode of the Dryland Informer Podcast to hit us up. Hit us up. Hit y'all up. We're going to hit you up with it. Kind of like we hit on your girlfriend after prom. But that's a song for another time. If Before I forget, I want to give a shout out to a couple of people. Delaney Howe, that's uh, at Delaney Howe 07 on the Twitter uh, she shot me out to a Ted, I want to say it's Seinfeld, but it looks like it's Ted Seafried. He's at the Ted spread. And I asked him for a little background on the crop tour, see if there was a little insight I could get. It. So I just wanted to give a little shout out to them and give them a thanks for a little bit of information on adding to the show. So thanks, guys. And you keep hitting it hard. And all you tourists on that progressive farmer crop tour 18, y'all get us some bullish findings out of that thing. And we might even report on it next week. So until that time. We'll ask you, what side of the line are you on? The Dryline Farmer Podcast brought to you by Fruit Roundups, guaranteed to be organic free. The Dryline Farmer Podcast, all rights reserved, 2018.